What up, it's your boy Trey Little, rapper, entrepreneur, activist, TikToker, influencer, father, husband, and so much more. Here is my thoughts on the Joe Biden and Donald Trump presidential debate. So this thing overall was very interesting. You know, there was a lot of aggression. There was a lot of confrontation, arguing. It felt like these dudes were about to like straight up brawl for a second. But a couple of the things that I took away from this was really powerful. So look, like this video so more people see it. Make sure you subscribe. I'm dropping multiple videos per day. And let's get into it. So look, the elections are coming up. It is a big moment. There's a lot of tension. There's a lot of pressure. There's a lot of anxiety. You know what I mean? America is at a really crazy space right now in a way that I've never seen it before. For those who don't know, I was on the front lines of the protest. I was out there at the beginning of everything um, leading protests. It all started with me going to one. And, you know, it eventually turned into me wanting to lead our city into more economic development and, you know, fighting to stop people from, you know, tearing down our city. I live in Detroit, for those who don't know. It got really messy. People were trying to, you know, it felt like overthrow the city. And I felt like there wasn't a lot of direction. I was new to the whole thing. But my big thing is like, yo, I grew up in the hood, you know, like I basically am a property owner, got a family entrepreneur, and I believe in, you know, making money. I believe in building up wealth. I believe in economy, but I also believe in taking care of the poor, you know, being a voice for the people who are voiceless, loving the people who don't have much, and also fighting for justice and equity. So that's what's really been going on in my life. So this, a lot of the political stuff is new to me. I just know I have my experiences in America as a black man, and I know what I want to do to make a world a better place for myself, for my son, and for my future kids, and for everybody else. So that's kind of a little bit about me and how I how I perceive this and how I approach this lens. I'm not one of those people who blame any I don't blame anybody for nothing. I do what I can and I try to keep myself as accountable. If anything happened wrong that is my fault, I try to step up and be honest with that. And I don't just jump to somebody just because they're black or because they're a Democrat or because Repub whatever, right? I always try to give a fair view and a fair lens. You know, I, I communicate and I have a pretty diverse friend group. So enough about that. The thing about this debate really showed me that all of the stuff that has been going on has revealed so much and so many different issues in our country that is forced to be faced. And now I'm old enough to really understand what's going on politically. When I was a lot younger, I, I don't think I've ever really watched, watched debates and all that kind of stuff. But with this one, the guy who was uh, moderating the debate asked him some pretty tough questions that I felt like, wow, I am glad that they're being held accountable, put on the spot to address the people that they're representing, the people that Trump is representing, the people that Joe Biden is representing. They are being forced to be held accountable in front of the world to watch and to see, to see, hey, how do you feel about, you know, uh, rioting or looting? How do you feel about white supremacy? Like, talk about it. How do you feel about, you know, the, the global issues or the pandemic or global warming or, 
you know, air pollution. How do you feel about business and jobs and taxes? And this stuff was really good for me, especially, like I said, because I'm an entrepreneur, because I, I am into the business world, because, you know, I've had issues and run twos with the police and I was treated as a victim of police brutality, meaning that, you know, I was violated by police. So it's good to hear how the people that are running our country and potentially running our country is going to address these things and talk about it. Because like I said, I don't make any excuses. Um, I'm a, I'm very aware that, you know, anytime I go to the suburbs or shop or anytime I'm driving, if the police get behind me, like I'm very aware to have my hands on a steering wheel, give them my license. I'm, I'm very aware that they might have some sort of anxiety, be scared, be nervous because, you know, when you look at me, you might think, oh, this guy looks like the same people on the news or, you know what I mean? So I'm aware. So that doesn't mean I'm running around crying and complaining. I just accept it for what it is and I try to do what I can, get paper and stuff the way you feel me. So one of the things that I've seen is like, it's good that they're forced to talk about this. And even for Joe Biden, right? It's like my mans. You can't just sit there and, and pander and say, oh, we're going to help all blacks. We're going to do this for minorities. We're going to do this. It's like, nah, bro. Like, we need to hold you accountable because if you get in office and you just calm down the flames and you just start, you know, saying stuff to make people feel good, it's like, nah, what are you really going to do? And at the same time, I'm one of the people that just don't wait on a president. It's like, okay, even though, you know, a lot of people, um, believe that it has been um and i'm not talking about brutality at race um a lot of people feel like it's a restraint on people who are poor minorities financially i want to know people that's like listen i'm going straight to the internet as long as whatever there's no sort of discrimination when it comes to me selling you know my merch on the internet as long as i can still travel book shows now it has been hard when I have something, an engagement that I have to go to 30 minutes out of Detroit. You know, I have encountered, you know, uh, some hatred and some uh, prejudice and all that kind of stuff. So that's the thing. So that's why I said I try to stay out the way. And, you know, when I, I went, recently went on a vacation and it felt like it was about to turn violent because I walked in on this beach and like um, it was like a very like small beach and people were like staring me down. And, you know, um, they had a lot of. Um, you know, they, they show like, you know, Confederate or Trump stuff and all, you know, like I said, I was like, yo, I'm, as long as y'all respect me, we cool. I ain't mad at y'all. Y'all believe what y'all believe in, but it, it was a lot of tension and I felt like I shouldn't have been there and that was a mistake for me not doing the research to not be there, but I'm aware to, okay, certain areas stay out of, and I feel like it shouldn't be like that. But at the same time, when it comes to business, I do my best to work hard and I'm seeing results. So when you look at other minorities, you know, um, their dollar stays in their 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 whole economy. You know what I mean? For an extended amount of days, you know. So for me as a black man, I'm wondering, OK, how can I have that same kind of economy with my own business and keeping it in the squad and, and building wealth that way and keeping it in the family? And I know I'm not going to solve that for black people and be the uh solution for the black economy and black businesses but how can i support black businesses and and economically um support you know black businesses in my city which in the long term decreases crime provides jobs so there's been a lot of stuff that i've been doing you know uh 
partnering with University of Michigan doing policy uh, research and we're trying to change different policies in our city. So my point is in going on this rant is that I'm focused on myself. I'm focused on my city and I'm trying to build opportunities. I'm trying to help you know, other people learn how to build wealth. I'm trying to help other people learn how to invest in stocks. I'm trying to learn how to help other people keep the dollar in their community, which overall impacts the economy as a whole, right? So for me, as a rapper, as an entertainer, you know, whatever, um, I'm like, okay, well, how can I invest in black businesses, which at the same time, you know, you look at black culture when it comes to music, fashion, like, it's not just, oh, why do, you know, why invest just black? Well, it's because it'll benefit the economy as a whole because it's not just, you know, from what I'm talking about, it's not excluding anybody. It's saying, let's build this up. Let's get it to a point and everybody's invited, but let's build this infrastructure, which means that if we cook some good chicken or if we make some good music, other people are going to come and enjoy it. When you look at, I've never been to um, St. Louis or Louisiana, um, New Orleans, but you know, a lot of that stuff, jazz music, um, a lot of black culture, all types of people get to go and be a part of the festivals and the music and the culture. And I think it's a beautiful thing, you know. So I'm not one of those people that's like, I'm going to sit here and whine and complain about, you know, um, not being able to make money as a minority. But at the same time, I feel like it's good to have these things addressed. I don't have all the answers. I don't have all the solutions. But for me, getting involved in politics and seeing this stuff, I'm like, both of these dudes need to be held accountable. You know what I mean? And one of the other things that, you know, I'm glad they made Joe Biden address is, you know, um, leftist or people who want to riot and tear stuff up in Tifa, right? The thing for me is I've dealt with a lot of those people face to face and it was ugly. When I say I'm like, yo, Detroit. We need to invest in the economy. We need to build this boy up. We need to have black ownership. We M M Detroit is what, 80% black? We need to encourage entrepreneurship. We need to teach that. We need to have young black officers on the force. We need to increase the relationships between the police and the community. And that's the stuff, this is stuff that I am personally working on for my city, right? So when people came in on some, yo, let's spray paint everything, let's burn Detroit now, I'm like, hecky nah, fam. Because we've had that in 67, our police chief came in, did some work, and there's a lot of people who fight for the same movement of justice that I'm fighting for who don't like me for the views that I have. And I'm like, listen, I ain't seen none of y'all when I was growing up on Section 8 welfare, you know, with government assistance helping us out. So y'all can't come here and burn nothing down. So I'm just glad that these guys are being held accountable. I'm saying that it sucks that... When it comes to justice, it turned into like riots and talking about riots and burning and looting. Because I'm like, yo, when we let our protests in Detroit, we shut all that down. Can we talk about the real issue and not just talk about rioting and looting? Because I'm like, for people like me who led hundreds of people, for my boy Stefan Perez who led over a thousand people in a nonviolent protest. Let's talk about that. Let's talk about the systematic change and development that we are working on in Detroit and partnering with colleges, university, and the chief of police to make a change. Let's talk about that. Let's not just write it. I get it. Majority of the people and the stuff you see on whatever, the majority of what you see on the news and media and around the country might be writing and looting, but 
What about the people that aren't? Can we talk about the movements in Detroit that we've been starting and doing? And maybe it's not big enough, but let's talk about that and the impact that's making. If it's all about riding and looting, okay, let's focus on the people who aren't doing that, but still fighting for justice. So my hopes is that this forces the leaders of our country to really think about this and to stand up for these issues. And like I said, I'm not counting on Biden or depending on him to come in and be a savior for minorities. No, I'm not. I'm not, you know, um, depending on him to do that. I feel like it starts with me. It starts with my own community. And so far as with Trump, like, I'm not going to sit there and say, oh, he's stopping me from making a, a dollar and a profit. But at the same time, I do feel that tension as a black man when I'm in the suburbs of people, you know, who have had, you know, Trump flags and stuff like that. I have experienced that discrimination. I don't know if it's a coincidence. I don't know if it's only me. I mean, even on the Internet, I've experienced a lot of hate in the name of, you know, Trump supporters. And I don't, you know, they try to convince me that it's not true. But tell me otherwise, if that's the case, you know. So, like I said, I'm learning every day. I'm growing. Um, I'm researching. Um, I'm taking self-accountability. I'm trying to grow. I'm trying to build. And I'm trying to impact my city economically. Um, and I'm trying to develop and build. I'm trying to build wealth to buy back a lot of my city, to provide opportunities, to degree, decrease crime, um, to increase jobs, opportunities, uh, help with education, entrepreneurship, and teach other people how to get it out the mud, just like I did. You know what I mean? So let's grow. Much love. Drop some comments in the comment section, and let's talk about it. I'm out.